Please pray with me. Lord God, we pray that you would speak to us tonight. Lord God, we are empty vessels. Fill us with your word. May it pour forth from our minds and our mouths, Lord God. May we proclaim your goodness boldly and winsomely. Lord, and in your grace, we pray that you would speak powerfully to us this night. Lord God, we are gathered here to celebrate your life, the life that conquered all death. Help us, Lord God, with joy to proclaim your good news and to receive it for ourselves as well. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good evening. Please be seated. So great to see you all tonight. I'm happy nobody burned up on the way in, so successful Easter vigil all around, I'll say, at this point. Hallelujah, that's right. Legos are a great invention, right? I mean, I love these things. And one of the easiest things to build with Legos is a... A house. Well, houses are pretty easy. But even simpler than a house is a wall. Right? That is the easiest Lego structure I think that one can build. Right? This one right here is pretty fancy. It was not built by me. Right? It was built by my daughters. That's why it's fancy. I just found it in a Lego bin and stuck it on the green Lego sheet. And it's a perfect sermon prop. Right? The walls are easy to build. This one's hard because it's got like a, you know, it butts out, it's round. It's got specific pieces for that one. But a simple wall, man, they go up like nothing, don't they? I mean, you just start stacking and you got a wall. You don't have to have any creativity. You just have to be able to stick two things together and you can build a wall. The walls are great, aren't they? Who likes walls? I guarantee you tomorrow you'll like walls. Tomorrow night when the wind starts to blow and the snow starts to fall, you're going to be loving your walls. But are walls always great? When are they not great? What's that? When they crack. Yeah, that's a bummer. It's absolutely jacked. When else are walls not good? When they keep people out, right? Um... I think probably Ronald Reagan was not thinking about Legos, but in 1987, wasn't that when he was in uh, Berlin, talking about, he says, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down that wall, right? I don't think they were having a tiff over Legos, and he wanted all the red Legos, but Gorbachev had them all because he loved red, you know. (laughs) But uh, I just came up with that off the cuff. That was pretty impressive, right? That was pretty impressive. No, um, no, that was about the Berlin Wall, right? And what did the Berlin Wall do? Separated people, families, right? What had once been a nation was divided. What had once been unified families torn apart because of that wall. And so Reagan called for the wall to be torn down so that people could be reunited. So that commerce could go between those two places rather than be divided and living in fear. They could live in hope and joy. That's what walls, that's the bad side of walls. Walls divide. Walls keep people away from us. Now, sometimes we really like that, but other times it can be really bad. Now, walls aren't always built on the outside, are they? Where else do we build walls? On the inside, too, right? Why do we build those ones? Keep pain out? Yeah. What was that? Keep the kids out. Keep the kids out. That's right. 
You're talking about interior house walls? Okay, not inside you somehow. Okay, yeah, but we build these ones inside our hearts, don't we? In our minds, we keep people out. The same reasons, right? We're afraid, we've been hurt. There's all kinds of great reasons, reasons we do that. Walls are very useful, but they can be bad, too. They can keep us from life. They can keep us from connecting with other people. And that's the situation that the disciples were in after the death of Jesus. They hid themselves away. They don't talk about it in this gospel passage, but later on, they talk about the disciples being huddled away, hiding behind locked doors. They were afraid. They had clothed, they wanted to get inside the walls so they could be safe. So no one would find them and no one would crucify them as well. They were afraid. I have help up here tonight. It's good. Okay. It's been a while since you've been up here, Lola. You ready? All right. They were afraid. But then you have some women. You have Mary Magdalene and the other Mary. And where are they going? To the tomb. Why do they want to go to the tomb? To prepare Jesus' body, right? To see Jesus. They want to be there. They're not afraid. They're not holed up behind walls. They want to see their Savior. And this, this gospel reading from Matthew is awesome, right? Because suddenly there is a great earthquake. And why is there an earthquake? Because an angel of the Lord has pulled the stone away. Anyone seen one of these tombs before? You might have just seen it in a picture. Right, But the way these tombs worked was they had like a, a hollowed out section they had dug into the rock, right, into the hillside. And in front of it, there was a giant circular stone, like enormous, that covered the whole mouth of it. And it ran in this kind of track, like a trough, like a, a bowling alley trough, right, where my ball always ends up, right? In one of those, the stone would roll. And so uh, when you wanted to close it, you would roll it along that trough, and then there was, a, it got a little deeper, Right in front of the tomb. Anyone know why? The stone would go in there, clunk, and stop. It wasn't going to like roll out on somebody, right? It was going to sit in that spot and stay there. So there that stone was, and the angel, boom, with an earthquake, rolls the stone back. And he's there sitting on top of that stone. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guard shook and became like dead men, right? This is, this is a pretty thrilling account, isn't it? I love this. And what does the angel say to the women? Do not be afraid. Why do you think he says that? Because they were scared, exactly, right? Just like they should have been. The guards are like dead men, right? And he says to the women, do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised, as he said. Come see the place where he lay. And then God gives the women something that's so much better than a wall, something so much more powerful than any barrier they could ever put up around them. He gives them a message, a message of hope. He says, then go quickly and tell his disciples, he has been raised from the dead, and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. He has been raised. He 
is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. The women are filled with the words of hope that their Savior is raised and is coming to meet them. As they go, as they're leaving, Jesus meets them, says to them, Greetings. And then he says to to them again, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Jesus and the angel wanted the women to know this message, that Jesus was coming to meet them. He had been raised. He was no longer dead. He was alive, never to die again. And he wanted them to be filled with the hope of his good news. The temptation that we have in our lives is to hold ourselves up, to build our walls, to live in security, to protect ourselves from other people because we think this will keep us safe. And it does keep us safe sometimes, right? Don't get me wrong. right? If there is an intruder, it's much better to be on the inside of a wall than outside with them or like wild dogs or something like that. right? It's much better to be inside. But also the danger is sometimes we start to trust in the wall so much that we forget the God who gives us a message which destroys walls and which surpasses walls and which is so much greater and more powerful than any wall we could ever build. He gives us the message that he has been raised from the dead and he is going ahead of you and there you will see him. That is the message Jesus wants us to hear tonight. He wants us to see it in the light of the candle. He wants us to see it in the bonfire outside, the way we pass the light from one another. Jesus is raised, and he wants to meet you. That message, that message of hope, that message of life, and particularly when we have met Jesus Christ and seen him face to face, that hope is so much stronger and burn so much brighter than any wall and any defense we could ever build. That is where we put our hope. That is what we build our lives upon, the hope of Jesus Christ, our risen Savior. Tonight, as we celebrate this Easter vigil together, may we, like the women, be bearers of the message. May we be people who go out into this world with this fire burning inside of us, like torches in the darkness. May we go out to proclaim the hope of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has not given us a wall, but has given us a message of hope. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you. Thank you that you've given us a message of deliverance. Help us, Lord God, to receive it. Help us to trust in you, Lord, and to believe that you are the one who protects us and defends us. Lord, it's so easy for us to build walls and to think in the building of the walls that we can protect ourselves. Help us to choose another way. Help us through your grace, Lord God, to believe that your message is our sure defense that your hope is the thing that fills us and protects us, Lord, and empowers us to go out into this world. And may we do so this night as we leave into the darkness of this world. May we go forth bearing your light. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.